Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. Uh, this is the local source, I guess local, uh, international source, if you prefer, because we have some customers or, and listeners across the world for all your bourbon, your beer, brew, excuse me, and uh, beard needs. So that's literally what the show is. We talk about uh, beard stuff, you know, talk different products, different styles. We talk about brew stuff. So any kind of brewed beverage with alcohol in it. So usually it's beer, craft beer. We talk about bourbon, which is, you know, it's a whiskey. It's a bourbon whiskey. Maybe sometimes it's a rye whiskey, but, you know, I guess we'd change the name to, to whiskey, but then we wouldn't have the three Bs, which mm-hmm. would make it like not very, it'd be BBW, which I'm not sure that's a thing we want. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't, I mean, if you're into that, that's a, it's, it's not what our show's about. So, yeah. No. Yeah. And you can hear the voice of my co-host there. We got a couple, a uh, couple of co-hosts here today. We have, who do we have with us today? Uh, Jay Beaverton back again with y'all. I'm Tommy G back. That's right. Non sequitur segue. We've been off the air for a little bit for about a couple months here. We took a little extended vacation, extended workcation, work a bunch of hours, maybe a smidge of vacation in there. I don't know. I uh, I went down to Gatlinburg mm. uh, a couple weeks ago, and I I drank the moonshine, or as they call it, the shine mm. down there, and uh, got really ripped because <laughs> it's like Everclear, but basically it's just like God's like 137 proof everywhere and like they just hand it out to you, you yeah. want sips yeah so you try any of the flavors the crazy flavors they got now i tried all the flavors all i think we went to like four distilleries and you know when you go you know for five bucks you get like 10 yeah. 12 different samples and they're like little communion cup samples you know they want you in and out real fast so yes you like pound 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 drink drink and so you get the the flavors, you get the, the the milky creamy ones, which are mm. great the first time you have them. By the third time you've had them, like, oh my God, please stop. Right. It. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been into like the, the creamier like moonshine stuff. Uh, I, I've tried some like the like the blackberry I liked, the moonshine cherries I liked, and like the apple one. But other than that, I'm like, I'll limit it to that. Cause I've seen the pickle one and I'm like, I'm curious, but I'm not that curious to, spend, to drop the money on it. So I would love to try the pickle one. I don't know. Did you have a pickle one there? No, mm. they have like a rotation they go through. So like whatever day, whoever's probably managing the bar that day picks out seven or 10 and just mm. runs with those. That was uh, some of the fun I did on my break. Jim did something a little fun too, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Left the continental United States for about two weeks. Uh, full transparency, we were supposed to record a show. I kind of messed that up because again, the early morning flight because like you had to get out of here fast because again, it, with like everything that's happening in the world, y'all know it. I don't need to tell you. But just trying to get over there fast as you can, and uh, spent a delightful two weeks over there, and now I'm back in the low in the Continental Forty Eight. That's right, ready to jam out on the show. Yes. Anything interesting going on with uh, anything interesting going on with you, Tom, in the last uh, little bit? Not really. Uh, been playing a lot of golf. That's about it. Doing uh, yeah. yeah. That's not Nothing a bad fun. thing at all. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing fun playing golf. Hate it so much. <laughs> but like more like the top golf stuff, or just like just like the, the true like nine eighteen hole. Yeah, a little bit of both. Mm. But uh, yeah, I try to play like once a week, like a full eighteen. Wow, that's that's a commitment though. Full eighteen is not an easy thing to do. It sounds. It doesn't. I mean, it's. I've like in Hawaii watching people golf. It's just. It's. 
it's a commitment just to like the tea time and to get there and then the club everything do you do you have your own set of clubs yep yeah i have my own set of clubs i try to get out there early and uh, i usually go by myself so i get out of there pretty quick but yeah it could be a good five hours so uh, for 18 holes that's uh i haven't god i haven't played golf in forever (laughs) five hour commitment that's a that's a hell of a commitment i don't think i've ever played golf it's i've been again i've been i've been driving ranges and like to talk golf and and uh Good old uh, mini golf, but yeah, never. No, I've never played like the whole like nine or eighteen holes. I just don't have the commitment for it. I'm just like, I don't know. It's it looks interesting, but I'm just like, I'd rather just be in the golf cart and be drinking, <laughs> watching <laughs> well, people do it. That's the thing, though. I mean, well, it's not the thing. It's a right. thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Definitely, you can drink and and you know drive wood. You know, drink and drive. And drink and drive wood. <laughs> All right. All right, get in your golf cart and go around, and mm-hmm. you know it's a good Sunday fun day kind of thing. Just don't leave yeah, private property. <laughs> yeah, we did a charity golf cor- uh, tournament on Saturday, uh, and every other hole was like shots or mixed drink. Was or... that the one in Okoe? Yeah, oh, okay. for the fire department. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I saw. I saw good old Tom Van was looking for people to do that. I'm like, I remember his stories from like the other previous years from that. So I get, you're talking about moonshine. Greg, the, uh, there's a guy that uh, Shorty is his name. I think doesn't he make his own moonshine? I think so. Yeah, passes it out on 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 the course, which is uh, right for a whole kind of shenanigans happening. Oh God, uh, hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> Made this in my tub. It's so good. Bathtub gin. Hey, I've had bath. I've had bathtub beer. So you know what? I I try it. At least I try a sip of it. I'll fight. Hey, it's free, right? Try it once. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> for charity. For charity. It's for the kids. We drink for the kids, guys. Mm. Or for the fire department, but you know, either way. Mm-hmm. For the kittens and the trees. Mm. Well, that was a fun introduction. We are back in the role of things. If I did not mention, but when we get to the end of the show, we have the silent B, which is the fun part of the show that doesn't really fit with the others. It's a jam session of all the stupidity that we have in the show or want to put in the show, but it's not really quite appropriate to put in the show. So we save it to the end. It's a uh, fun ideas, future past, you know, help me out, Jim or Tommy. What, what, what's the fun part of the silent B? Just riffing on, on an idea that maybe one of us had and just kind of batting it around for few minutes just to kind of explore on the details <laughs> there you go i didn't think uh, of anything <laughs> that sounds so fun jim good job i try my best you have to tune in after sound beer to hear more on that <laughs> that's <laughs> right listen to there the show don't fast forward <laughs> i think we should start with a beer you know i haven't had a beer the in a beer? while yeah and so then let's mix it up what kind of what kind of beer do we have today this is the Strawberry Lager by Abita Brewing Company. They are out of Louisiana, I yeah, believe. They are out of Louisiana. You, you might have tried their Purple Haze, which is, I think that was their flagship beer. It was like a, a, it was like a wheat, it was like a raspberry wheat, I want to say. Yeah, we've, we've had it, I think, on the show once. Did we? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> we did it a while back. It's a common enough beer to beat at the uh, Purple Haze. Yeah. yeah. I remember before I got, like, when you first get into craft beer, at least I, the way it was for me, my journey was, it was, 
more to like lagers and sweet beers and like tuker and and like wheat beers. So this was good. Purple haze. I had purple haze first because it was on tap at like some pub that we went to. We tried this. Me and my wife tried this at an ABC beer tasting. I think we loved it. So I think we ended up buying a case that night. So this is a strawberry lager. Mm, yeah, four point two percent ABV. So is it a wheat? Uh, low the, IBUs. The gist of it? No, it's a lager. It's a straight lager. It's like you, you should, you're not going to get much haze in this one. It's just a with the flavoring they use. Let's see, with real Louisiana strawberries. Nice. They brew it with to a crisp light lager with a, with the, the strawberry sweetness. Thirteen IBUs. So no, <laughs> no bitterness whatsoever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, it's a it style is fruit and field beer by uh, Beer Advocate, which is an interesting fruit uh, style. I've never heard of field never beer. I've heard like farm beer, but yeah, I've heard farmhouse, but yeah, field beer. That's maybe because strawberries come from a field. Strawberry uh, field, yeah. yeah. Strawberry fields, right? <laughs> some ba- some, some band said some it. Shitty band, I think. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> oh, hot take coming in. Uh, all right, so yep, low low ABV. It's definitely a day drinker. I guess we should do the uh, the old eyes, nose taste. I guess mouth hole taste. Is that how you phrase it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have poured a lot worse. I poured mine all over my mouse pad. So <laughs> that's a lot worse, yes. I'm getting a very gold, golden color there. Yeah. Lager. I had a nice head on it when I poured it, but it didn't it didn't sit there very long. A lot of strawberry on the nose. Oh yeah. But not like so much that it's like clawing or, or like syrupy sweet. It's just it's just very like you're sniffing like a like a strawberry. A freshly like 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 once you like you break open a strawberry, you smell it, it smells like it has that. That's a little uh like sour or uh, that farmhouse kind of smell to it. Yeah, I can I can pick that up. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Ready? First of a beer. First uh, yeah. first back after a couple of months break and uh, yeah. salute my friends. Yeah. Cheers. Oh yeah, that's good. Mm. It coats your tongue in strawberry, like in a good way. Mm. Yeah, it's very well balanced. It's not. It does. The strawberry flavor follows through all the way. But again, it's not cloying. It's not sweet. It's not syrupy. I mean, it's sweet, but not... It smells sweet, but when you hit your tongue, it still doesn't linger too, too long. It's not that, like, fake super sweet kind of... Right. Yeah, there's some beers that do, like, the fruit beers, and it's just it's just like you're drinking, like, a milkshake, which some people are like. I mean, I'm not against that with certain things, but, like, it's it just gets too heavy sometimes, so you can't... You can have maybe like one snifter of it, and then you're like, "Yeah, I want something else." But this, you could drink a full, full, maybe a couple, couple beers of. I think. Yeah, I agree. Well, I so wonder because it's it's low ABV, if, if that's why it's not like sugary cloying because there's just not a lot of sugar in it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not like the. I think Line and Kugel did like a strawberry, something similar to this, and it was just way too sweet. I'm surprised. It's uh, a lot better than I expected. Yeah, it used to come in 
bottles. And like I said, we, we enjoyed it so much that one night we had it, we bought a case because it was seasonal. I think it still is to a degree, but I see it more now. It's in cans, but uh, we because like they're, yeah, it's only during uh, the spring and maybe into the summer as long as it lasts. So we bought a case of it. We went through it fairly quickly. <laughs> Day one. <laughs> not that not that quickly yeah, more like day 14 but yeah but yeah yeah i've i've liked this for a while i beat it a is a pretty is a good brewery i'm just surprised at how much like good strawberry taste it has like because like mm. fake strawberry is questionable you know like the artificial sweetener flavors but this yeah. it's like just a really nice like mellow strawberry that like kind of evolves a little bit as it goes along which is nice yeah, definitely. Like it hits the sides of your mouth a little bit too. Well, that is a delicious beer. I would, well, we're leaving spring and going into summer. I would definitely do yard work. That's the only way you're getting in the yard. I hate yard work, guys. <laughs> so the only way to get me out there. <laughs> that's why I live in an apartment. I live in, that's why I live in an apartment, dude. I yeah. hate yard work. Yeah. My wife goes out there. Why don't you help? I'm like, I carried the mulch. That's, that's, my uh, <laughs> but, Carried the mulch or slapped the bag. What oh, yeah, more do you exactly. want me to do? Uh, now I have my beer for my reward. I would uh, drink a couple of these as I did that. Yeah, I agree. It's a it's a nice, easy drink here. It's refreshing as a, a beer could be, I guess. And uh, I think it's definitely something my wife would like, too. It's uh, She loves strawberry stuff, and she likes these uh, flavored beers. So I think this will be good for her. Yeah, it's very high-quality. Uh, fruit beer because like a lot of people hear the word fruit and beer and they're like oh I don't like it. but no this one is this is the one that you want to try get sample them and it'll it would probably ruin them for any other kind of fruit beer that you have but but yeah it's, no it's definitely worth the the try and it's available a lot more widespread at least in the southern states because they, they've gone to cans now and the cans are so much easier than bottles yeah, way easier transport less breakage mm-hmm but I guess we're having a aluminum shortage or aluminium, if you prefer the term. Mm. So I don't know if that's affecting the beer industry any, but. I haven't seen, I haven't, I mean, I know about it. I haven't heard too much about the local brewers having, maybe I have to cut back a little bit, but I've, I haven't heard that it's like excruciatingly bad yet, but we never know. Well, gentlemen, that was a tasty beverage. Thanks, Jim, for picking that out and sharing it with us and sharing it with our audience. I think we're just going to get up in the saddle. We're going to giddy on up to the next portion of the show, which is the beards portion of the show. We're going to talk about beard stuff and not just beard stuff, hair stuff. So that's going to be a bit of a stretch than our normal. Jim found us an interesting article about kind of, you know, how you, when you go to a nice restaurant, you know, you get, you get a wine or you get a craft beer paired to your meal. This is like that, but nothing like it. We're going to pair or not pair. We're going to read an article that talks about pairing hair with beard hair. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. I'm watching Tommy's yes, face. He's like, man, that's such shit. <laughs> good job. <laughs> it's hard to find a good, it's hard to find a good beer article. Cause a lot of these are recycled just full transparency because a lot they're, they're written like a couple years ago. Or they'll be refreshed by somebody that just wants to get clicks. Or the headline will be slightly misleading where it says, The 30 Hairstyles for Men with Beards. With a haircutinspiration.com. Never heard of that website before, but it sounds, it's got hair in the title. So why not? Uh, but there are at least, uh, if you go down, if you scroll down the article, it says like 
three out of 85. <laughs> right. So they just wanted an excuse to show off, I guess, male models faces in here. I mean, they have some celebrities. I mean, Henry Cavill's the lead guy. And I recognized, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I recognized Jake Gyllenhaal and like me, Zachary Quinto, Christian Bale. But other than that, it's just a lot of dudes. At least the male modeling gigs are still around for these guys, I guess. So they're not starving. <laughs> I well, the first picture is a picture of Henry, uh, Henry Cavill and uh, Ben Affleck, you know, with their, their good looking beards there. At least on my screen it is. Hey, where's Ben? I don't it's see Ben. Top. top. It's the banner, Ed. Oh, I'm, oh a banner. I've, I've got it on my phone, so uh, I don't see the banner. All I see is Henry Cavill. I didn't realize they're the same size. Smaller. Oh, I see why. It's cut. It's cut off because it's is Ben next to Henry. Okay, that's when they're shooting. uh, Probably when they're shooting like Justice League or something. That would make the most sense. And unfortunately, the world has moved. The world has moved on from uh, Batfleck, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on who you ask. Yeah, I haven't seen the new Batman yet. So, but I, I think Batfleck wasn't bad. Like he wasn't. He wasn't. You know. uh, (laughs) He wasn't wasn't good good either. Wasn't great. (laughs) Yeah. Compared to the, like, uh, God, what was a uh, Batman and Robin with Val Kilmer, George Clooney, George Clooney, and then Val George Kilmer Clooney. was in the yeah. third one, which I forever, Batman which forever. was just die, just burn. I I didn't I could sort of get along with that one, but yeah, uh, Batman and Robin pushed it just over the edge, and I'm like I can't, can't. but uh, yeah, yeah, just a. Uh, up that segue to the new the batman is on my list but i'll get to it eventually but again just, it's the article again it attempts to at first hey we're going to show you what uh, what's the if you have a beard this is the best hairstyle for you is what it tries to do it just kind of more lines up into um here's a bunch of options it's it's, like, it's sort of like when you went, used to go if you couldn't go to the barbershop you went to the salon or your mom took you to the salon if you remember that when you were kids and, and they had the pictures of, they did have the pictures of the guys and then you like pick one of these pictures. It kind of, the article is like somewhere is like yeah. that. They get, they get the book. Uh, it's a book of like yeah. glamor shots of like haircuts at the time. And they never updated from the nineties. Mm-hmm. I think you could go into any hair salon. <laughs> it probably still find these books. Uh, right. Exactly. Uh, don't do it. <clears throat> God. Don't mess with the Zohan, the the Adam Sandler flick. Yes. Yes. This is what it reminds me of. Just like gorgeous hair, you know. Uh. And it's a lot of like hip, we would consider hipster style hairs, but there's hair and beard styles. But again, there's a lot of traditional stuff. They they concentrate a lot on the fade where you kind of, you have the high, kind of high and tight, but you fade up into your hair, but your beard is still full. Or there's the ones that kind of do like the very razor sharp edges that where your hair combines into your beard. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did. I, so I, I spent some time on this and I, I appreciated that they kind of explained the thought process behind like um, why this is a good match. And so, so my opinion, cause I have an opinion because why not Greg Scott has all his opinions. You know, if, if you've got a big old beard, make sure your hair is nice and tight and looks good. You know, if you got a big old hair, mm. make sure your beard's nice and really. Tight. You know, really, I got a tight beard. Oh, it's kind of grown out because I've been lazy the last two weeks. But, uh, you know, if you got so you're trying to create some kind of balance, I guess. Right. You know, it's all the yin yang or the force. 
was there a was there a Jesus Christ style in this? I didn't I see remember. any, any uh, superstars in there, but yeah. But basically, so yeah, I was looking for yours. I was looking for yeah. yours. I couldn't find yours in there. Really. Yeah. Well, they have like the uh, the brush up, and I didn't know like half these terms. I'm like, is this real or are you just making shit up? I don't know. Right. The, Bloated pompadour was yeah. one that I is interesting. I'm like, that's an interesting thing, and like the like. Almost mohawk. I know that's a faux hawk. A lot of faux hawks. A lot of skunk looking things. (laughs) What's a skunk? There's one dude. There's one dude with the blonde. The one dude. It's like a pompadour, but he had like slick back, but it's got the the blonde streaks like all over his hair. And he has the sides with the fade. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of skunkish, man. I'm sorry. I know you 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 spent hours on that look, but I'm just like, hey. But again, just. Wear what you like, and if you like that, fine. And that I, I'm just this it wouldn't be for me on a day to day basis. Yeah. But they they have some good suggestions. Like, oh, go ahead, Tommy. I catch you off there. Uh, they got the Walter White, the bald with the. Uh... I was going to mention that. I was looking for yours, Tommy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. they gave you the Walter White. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Zachary Quinto, Quinto, Quintero. Is it Quinto? Something like that. Yeah, Quinto. yeah like he's got like a, the nice like. You know, lower fade into the higher top, the big full beard or something. They call it what the mm. slick back undercut. Uh, maybe it's a term. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there's there's interesting stuff in here. You could probably find if you just peruse these eighty some odd pictures, not thirty like the article lies about. You can probably mm. find something that would yeah maybe right. fit your style. I, I did anyone else catch on to the like it's like the third picture in or something. It's the. Uh, <laughs> Neat pompadour with the beard slit. Yes, I saw that. I'm like, I don't know what the, the beard slit yeah, is for. I, I, I don't, did they explain kinda, it? Kind of, not really. I mean, I spent some time on Google, uh, using my Google foo and like, I think they just made shit up. Because I mean, you have like an eyebrow split where you like cut lines into your eyebrow, which is a thing mm. for a little bit. And I think that's what this is. I don't know. Okay. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's so bad. Yeah. It's just like a slit on your beard where you like yes, it goes, accidentally your hand right. missed it, the, your trimming, and uh, let's go with it. But it looks too good to be in a mistake, too. So it's like you can't convince anybody that you oh, accidentally <laughs> did it. I think in like the old school, like the 90s, where you like drew the shape in their, in your like hairline and stuff. I've gone that one away, too. Maybe that's what. Yeah. Well, so uh, when I went on Google, like, I didn't find anything, no other website, maybe like one other website is Pinterest, which referenced a beard slit, which is literally referenced back to this article. Mm. So I think they just made the shit up. Honestly, they found a picture online okay. and they're like, eh, good enough. Call it beard slit. <laughs> it says it's getting so common. <laughs> beard slits, beard slits are getting so common, but it needs more attention than you think. Maybe these are just the, the people that are in the clubs these days that I don't go to anymore that I don't see. So I maybe yeah. I'm not saying they don't exist, but I've never seen it's them. never gonna happen. So I mean, <laughs> it's never gonna happen. Just let it die. I mean, I still see the I still see the man buns because they said that the, the top knot was in there, and I'm like, it's I still see those. Those are still fairly prevalent. So it, and I also look when I was looking for these beard splits. Like the only thing I found is like don't get beard split ends. I was like, wait, that's a thing. <laughs> so like when your beard's so long, yeah. the hair follicles will split like, like split ends, you know? Oh, so okay. Moisturize your beard. If it's going to be any length, I guess is the, the point I was trying to make. Right. But 
I guess I would just, if I had to classify mine, I just, I would say I have the traditional side part, side part and, and beard when I wear, but, but my, I, I have the scruff, but I still have the, the goatee mostly because I still do shave the sides. Cause again, my, uh, my grays come in a lot more on the sides than they do in my goatee. <laughs> so I ended up shaving them off more often than not. Cause I refuse to color my yeah. beard. I'm getting more grays in my beard than I'm happy with too. So I hear you. <laughs> Yeah, interesting article. But yeah, if you want to go through it just to just to see pictures of styles you might like, have at it. Yeah, and you know, ping us on uh, Twitter or uh, Facebook if you have a particular picture you thought was interesting or horrible or whatever. We like we like hearing from mm-hmm. you. So just ping us an image. Send us your favorite beard hair pair. Yeah. All right. I think we've uh, we've shaved that down to the nub. That's Does that that's work? great. Segue? That's no? perfect. I love that. <laughs> Let's beard split our way into the next segment. Uh, Jim is killing it tonight. Oh, yeah. And here I'm all like. I drink a little yeah. bit of beer, a little bit of beer. And I'm like, pop them out. <laughs> and here I am like, I like glue. <laughs> I like glue. <laughs> From the Simpsons. Beard the, glue? The kid. Oh, oh, you, oh. Oh, uh, yeah. It's not um, that one. It's, uh, yeah. the police chief's son. Yeah. What is this? Ralphie. Ralphie. <laughs> Ralphie? Yeah. That's, that's how I feel. I'm in danger. <laughs> that's how I feel every fucking day. I'm like, not in danger, <laughs> but just like, eh. All right. So for today, in the bourbon portion, welcome to the show. And this is a shitty voice. I'm going to run with it. We are in the bourbon portion now. So... I like to represent various areas of the America for different bourbons. I like to represent Virginia because that's where I'm at. Did you say of the yes, America? Of the America. Okay. It's only All north. Right. I'm just making sure I heard That's not true. Heard. Our Brazilian listeners, we respect South America and we love Brazil. So <laughs> I'm just being funny. We don't talk about uh, Canada. No, fuck Canada. They make whiskey. <laughs> yeah, we do. We have an uh, Alberta premium coming up and probably our next show. So maybe we'll... We'll sample our northerly brothers. So I do try to pick whiskeys that are representative of the areas uh, besides Bourbon County, Kentucky, because we can we can move beyond that. And so, and I live in Virginia, you know, don't dox me, guys. Uh, and so I try to <laughs> find Virginia whiskeys because I think it's interesting to at least, you know, sample and have other things. Um, so this is a Virginia whiskey or Virginia bourbon. Uh, it's called Ironclad. It is out of uh, Newport News, Virginia. And it has a little bit of a story. I'm not really big into stories, but it's named after the Ironclad ships from the, the, sec- uh, the Second World War. No, try this again. <laughs> the first Civil War in America, United States. And uh, yes. So that's what's kind of named out of. Um, it's down near the James River. So it might have a little bit of river tang, maybe a little salty water to it. It's a fairly new distillery. It opened up in 2015. So that we're not going to expect much age on it, as in probably no age. <laughs> Speaking of aged, on their website, they say it's been aged for two summers. It's like, oh, two years. Like, and you dig a little deeper, and it's no, two summers would be a single year. So it's about one year old. Yeah. Um, the one cool thing that they do is they 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 grow local right, and use local. So their mash bill, uh, which is corn, rye, wheat, and barley, is all from Virginia. And 
quote unquote mm. locally grown, which, you know, can be anywhere from 50 to hundred miles to, you know, 500 miles away, but it's uh, somewhat local. And mm. also this is their small batch that we're going to sample. Uh, and they do a little different. So they're aging it in, in small barrels, uh, about half the size of a normal whiskey barrel. So it's like 26, 30 gallons where your typical uh, whiskey barrel, at least in the U.S., is 53 gallons. Uh, so it does impart, I'm going to say it ages it faster because I don't think it's really a, a good use of the term, but it does impart more oak taste to it. Um, hmm. And the tannins and all the other different chemical compounds. It's, just, right. it's surface area, right? So you, Right, it is. Yeah, I was about to mention that because I, you, you're, you're the math guy. I'm not. I mean, you'd have to kind of measure and ratio out how much quantity bourbon or whiskey to surface area of the, of the charred oak cast that you have. But then I, I would hope that during this, like the two summers, maybe the, that they are rotating it so that the bourbon will have more opportunity to hit the sides and kind of not like, not like stir it or mix it up like violently, but just shift it enough so that maybe more of the bourbon will get to the sides. I don't, it's, that's the one thing I don't know about that. So, hey, if you ever want to research that, that's, <laughs> hey, come back with the information. Yeah, our, our listeners, if you know more than we do, let us know. But it's okay to shake it up. Yeah. I mean, there, there are science. It's interesting because there's not a lot of science in bourbon, but there is at least a decent amount of science in bourbon. And so there are, you know, the great, the greatest weakness of bourbon, if that's a phrase I can use, is it takes forever to make. Like to be like classified yeah. legit bourbon, straight bourbon, it's going to requires four years age in New York, uh, four years in new oak barrels. And that's mm. just going to give you, you know, a decent bourbon, I guess. And so, yeah. Whereas like, uh, you know, vodka or gin or, or any of your whites, uh, liqueurs or liquors, just pop it out and you're done. You're ready to go. So all these distillers mm. are trying to figure out different ways to age it faster. So you can, one group, uh, baby, whew, baby Hudson, I believe it is. They just put it in, they put it in. Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. Uh, they put it in like, um, they come in this small, yeah, bottles. these are small bottles. Um, what do they do? Like, uh, think of your, your shaker. Like when you get paint made, they shake it up. That's, that's what they're, they're agitating the crap out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that too. Okay. Yeah. It's coming back to me now. It's been a minute since I was in the industry. So it, yeah, I remember yeah. that. So I assume this is why they're doing it in smaller ones because they're trying to age it a little faster and part that good right. taste. All right, that's enough segue. I guess I should tell you the, the proofing we're expecting. It's a 90 proof or 45% alcohol. Uh, and these are only sold, at least in Virginia. It might be different elsewhere. Uh, and these little tiny bottles, these little 375s. That is a long enough preamble. Let us do some tastings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a dark color for being uh, so young. I guess that's the... Uh... Yeah, it's got good viscosity. The legs are decent. It's not what I would... Yeah, not what I expect from my one-year age. It, it, it looks like an older bourbon. Which makes me wonder if they put dye in it. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Hopefully not, because they're doing all local. But yeah, I guess you can make local dye, right? Yeah, good. But wouldn't you have to state that on the bottle somewhere or no? Or is it once you... When you file the paperwork for uh, it, I think you do. The... I think you probably have to put it on the bottle as well. I'm pretty sure. I don't see anything that says that. So 
strong alcohol in the nose with some the oak. We get like the the corn There's like uh, mm -hmm. dustiness. Yeah, dusty, cody. It's not like a sweetness. I can't. Yeah, there's something in there I can't place. I'm trying to air my nose out because I think I just like shoved it in the, in the yeah. cup. It's like, oh, I got to like, right. give it a second here. Great audio <laughs> content. Yeah, there's something fruity, but I couldn't for life of me tell you what it is. Mm -hmm. Just get like a... Getting a little spiciness to it. Yeah, they don't tell you what the mash bill is. I mean, corn, rye, wheat, barley. So it is weeded bourbon to some extent, so... Mm. All right. Cilantro? Cheers. Let's go. And a little bit of caramel on the tip of my tongue on from these guys. Yeah, I get this. I don't get much of the oak on the, on the back end. Yeah, some sweetness. I thought I would get a lot mm. of oatiness on it, but I'm not really getting that. Yeah, I'm not either. No grass, which is not a bad thing. I'm just mm. not astringent. I'm doing the, the not guess game, I guess, at this point. I'm trying to <laughs> right, dial yeah. In. I can't pick up anything specific. It's got a decent mouthfeel. It's uh, the burn is um, not like moderate. It's not, it doesn't linger too long. It doesn't feel like you've tasted fire water at all. It's, 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 it's like it's very, it's a slow burn. And it does, but again, it doesn't linger very long. No, the burn, yeah, the, the alcohol taste isn't sit very long on your tongue at all 90 proof you you can go either way you know mm. yeah it does last a good amount in your in your mouth though it has like a nice oily feel to it mm -hmm. it does the taste does evolve some it's not like a one it's not like a vanilla hammer it hits you with one note it does kind of change but i can't identify <laughs> the aftertaste is like something's kind of yeah yeah not clove. Clove? Yeah, I don't see clove in it. I mean, in my taste, you know, that's the fun thing about whiskey, though, or in anything. It, right. The phenomenology of it, all of us have different, <laughs> the phenomena, we taste everything a little differently, right? So, yeah. Right, of course. Doesn't, it's a, I say it's a decent whiskey. It's not, it's um, decent for what it is. It's, and if, again, if you hear like, oh, it's only been aged a year, but then I taste it, like if I blind tasted this, I wouldn't have guessed it was only aged in oak for two summers. I would have guessed I would have guessed a little bit longer than that. But so that's a, that's a pleasant surprise, I would say. I do get some uh, caramel on the the nose now. Yeah, I mean, having just tasted a bunch of moonshine not that long ago, it doesn't taste it doesn't <laughs> taste like moonshine. It tastes like bourbon, which is a good thing. I'm surprised you can get this much flavor in a year. That's uh, pretty impressive, really. I can't identify. Yeah, it's going to bother me. The 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 aftertaste or the, the 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 finish, I have no idea what it is, but definitely sweetness forward a little bit. Hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ramble on some more. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I can't pick out anything like specific or or I can't figure out exactly what it is. It's not bad. It's just uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Somebody on the distillery said they tasted chocolate. I'm like, I don't. Maybe they confuse that with caramel, but I don't get that at all. <laughs> No, maybe like artificial chocolate. I don't know. It's I don't know <laughs> chocolate. I mean, maybe the mouthfeel of chocolate because it does have like a nice mouthfeel. Like if you let chocolate melt in your mouth a little bit, mm -hmm. I can see that. 
I get like, do you get to, like the, the rye tanginess at all, or no? Because I, I think I got a little bit of that. I don't get much spice. I can't. I'm not picking much spice up. I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe a little rye. I get a little like sawdust taste a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which I assume is the oak, but I'm not quite sure. It's interesting. <laughs> you know, I, you never know what you're going to get when you do these, uh, you know, small batch or, or limited distillery run. Not just limited distillery. It's a small distillery, right? You just never know what you're going to get. Mm. Um, it's kind of cool that they grow, grow it all local and then just you know, do it here in Virginia. That's kind of neat. Interesting to see what they do since they're doing these small batches and small craft uh, bourbons. See if they can get more uh, flavor out of them. So I guess we should uh, tell you the price point. Um, it is not the cheapest bourbon in the world. It is about 40 bucks for a 375. Yeah, so that'd really? be about 80 bucks for a 750, do the math-ish. I don't know if it commands that price point, to be honest. I would say that you're more paying for the, you're paying for something that's local. You're paying for something that's like homegrown, uh, again, smaller business. You like support small business. And so you're not supporting like the, the big guys like Heaven Hill that have like 20 different bourbons under different names. You're supporting one distillery. Kind of one, so I and, they, and again, their overhead is like you're you're, you're going to be paying more for a small like same thing here in Florida, like St. Augustine Distillery and like other distilleries I've been to is that you're going to pay a little bit more retail wise because it takes more to ship from them because they're putting more of a kind of a commitment in. Unless you go directly, you might be able to if you went to like visit the distillery. Can they can they sell direct from the distillery or no in your state? They can. But because Virginia is a, a state ABC controlled state, uh, so yeah. everything is owned by Virginia. Sorry, I was talking to a local vineyard. This is a randomly story here, but I was talking to a local vineyard who are opening a distillery in their vineyard. Uh, and I was talking like, well, you know, what's the hardest part? It's like the state, <laughs> like getting a license for the state. Uh, I have to turn my store into a VABC store to sell my one product of, or, you know, I guess he's got a couple of distilled products there. Right. So he has to basically get that in, in place before he can sell his own uh, distilled alcohol products there. So it's a, it's a bitch okay. is the general gist of that. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. All right. So that's interesting. So you have to become a classification of their store, basically become an outlet for them to be able to sell your product. Yeah. So you sell it to the state so they can turn around and sell it back to your customers. Yeah, that's with their cut. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. great. Right, of course. Uh, we, you know, and Jim can probably talk more about this. And we, we will eventually have our little random show where we talk about the three, the three, the horrors of the three tiered system. But I mean, that's federal regulation to some extent, is you have to have what the three tiers. Can you explain it a little bit better than I can, Jim? Mm -hmm. Well, basically, the three tier system was because you had. You had prohibition. Everything was a kind of a free-for-all before prohibition because you could just make it and sell it yourself. There was very little oversight to it, which is good and bad because you can sell stuff that'll make people like, like dead or blind or whatever. But again, it's not a good idea because you don't want to hurt your customers that way. But And then the temperance movement happened. Long story short, uh, America decided to install prohibition where you couldn't 
by alcohol, like liquor, and then beer had to be less than like 2%, some crazy rule like that. So that happened. Horrible groundswell overturned. And then the federal created the three-tiered system. Unless the state wants to do it directly like Virginia does. And there are other states that do it. They have ABC stores. And ABC just means alcohol beverage control. And three-tier system is supposed to prevent bootlegging. It's supposed to prevent what happened during the prohibition where you had, again, you've you've seen the movies, Boardwalk Empire, The Untouchables. The the mobsters like Cone made their money on illegal hooch because people still were going to drink and they just acted on that. It wasn't the greatest in the world. It, wasn't, it was horrible, in fact. A lot of it was. But it was the only stuff available. So, they, so what the government decided to do is give it to third parties, which are the distributors. Basically, a brewery, distillery, winery sells your product to the dis- distributor or makes an agreement for them to distribute it to the retail on or off premise. And that's the three-tier system triangle. You give it to the distributor, distributor gives it to the retail or, or the bar, and then they give it to you. Unfortunately, there's a lot of ways in between there where the distributor has become powerful enough to say, well, you know what? You don't have enough for us to sell or distribute, so you're too rinky-dink. We're not going to help. And if you don't go through the distributor, the best you can do is sell it on-premise on your on your brewery, but again, you have to set rules by the state. You can't sell a certain amount of it. Uh, you can't if you go over a certain capacity, they will come in and stop you, and then they'll say, "Well, you have to get a distributor." So that's long story short. That's the the gist of the triangle trade. <laughs> uh, unless unless you live in a state like Virginia, which does it all itself, they won't even let the distributors in. So that's uh, yeah. that's it. That's interesting. Well, for for hard alcohol, that we still have distributors for uh, for beer and wine, yeah, and mm. we're still bound by the. There are some states, <laughs> right? And uh, can you can you buy beer in gas stations? Yes. Yeah, there, okay, and grocery stores. But there are some states that before, like Pennsylvania, which has recently overturned this in recent years, you couldn't even buy beer in stores. You had to go to a beer store and buy it by oh, the case. <laughs> That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. that's ridiculous. Yeah, but and yeah, and that uh, and like I think uh, being in Hawaii, uh, they had ABC stores. Well, yeah, you had to go to an ABC store to buy beer. Not to you know point fingers at greedy government, but <laughs> but they make a lot of money by they by do. being the 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 salesperson and the tax person on all those purchases. Yeah. yeah. And even in states like in Florida, where the distributors, distributors, what do they pay? They pay tax. I'm sure they pay their share for their fair share, their fair share <laughs> quote to the, to the state to be able to operate in that state. Yeah. So either way, the state's getting their money. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, it's interesting, though, because like other parts of the world aren't that way. Um, and we were a couple of years ago, we went to Italy and they had great wine, like just beautiful wine. And it was like five or six, you know, Euro for a bottle of wine. Like we went to a wine festival or it was like a medieval, uh, literally a medieval medieval fair. Right. They had like, you know, jousting and, and jokers and, you know, you know, porks on a, a, a spit roast. Right. Like a Renaissance yeah. fair. Yeah. Back here. But they had wine, you know, 
uh, it was three euros. You got a cup and you three euros for a giant cup of wine and just went back as much as you want. And it was like nothing. Germany, Germany was very similar to that too. It's just, you, you go in, you can get a, you get a huge stein of beer and it doesn't cost you an arm yeah. and a leg. I guess because we drink alcohol, we are not the pur- the Puritan, the Puritanical type. Uh, we have a different opinion on that, but unfortunately, or however you want to look at it, America was founded by Puritans to some extent, and that still runs deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have all these, yeah, these laws. I mean, they're called vice laws or, or sin laws, right? Uh, or blue or blue laws, yeah. or yeah, the, to, to those degrees. But yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, and again, we. Compared to other like Germany and Italy, we're still a young country compared to them. So maybe sometime in the future we'll figure it out. I don't know. I don't hold out too much hope. We've got other larger issues <laughs> looming at the moment. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's your history lessons for the month yeah. or week. We're we're dialing down and pumping up the history and the lectures because we haven't been on for a while. We want you to feel like you get the full experience of the show. Well, gentlemen. Any final comments about the bourbon that we have taken, the ironclad bourbon? That's uh, it's interesting. It's a, uh, yeah, I definitely want to. Uh, I'd like to try the other ones and see what they come out with. But uh, yeah, like I would support local if I lived up there. But uh, I probably wouldn't look for it while I was down here. <laughs> mm. Yeah, right. So like, if you if like if you blind tasted this, like, would you? you like say that it's oh it's kind of like a more like a not bottom shelf but like just a run of the mill type of yeah whiskey. i mean i would comp- it's it's not it's not like a 20 like i think it's better than some of the 20 dollar bottles we've had but i would say uh like in the you know 30 dollar range <clears throat> I mean, it's a young it's mm. it's still young gotcha. i mean there's flavor to it but it's not it still has that young like young flavor to it right i got you yeah, I could. I support that statement. <laughs> I I will endeavor to see if I can find the the uh, straight bourbons and the the, the four year aged and the the different because they have a couple they have three or four different types. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they have. But yeah, this one's if you want to try it and support the economy, you know, good. Um, I wouldn't go out of my way to find it though. Is that is that too harsh? That sounds a little harsh. It's it's uh, it is what it is to use that commonly used phrase. It's overused too much, but it's it again worth trying. And again, I it's not it's better than the one we had that tasted like cardboard. And again, it's I if I did if I because I have less whiskey experience. If I blind tasted this, I wouldn't I wouldn't suspect that it was just one year. I'd say oh, it was at least aged two years because I mean it tastes like it has the bourbon taste and it has like the hint of sweetness and it doesn't. The burn isn't overpowering, so I'd be like, okay, I'm like, all right, thanks, thank you for letting me try. It's better than a lot of the uh, other newer breweries that I've had or uh, distillers that I've had their, like their bourbons and stuff. So it's, it's pretty common for like these newer distilleries to have, you know, they need to sell stuff. So having something like this that they could sell while they're aging their other stuff and actually, you know, creating bourbon to to sell. It's 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 not a bad entry into you know into their into their you know the economy and their like in their, into their distillery. So give them yeah, some credit right. for that. Yeah, I always encourage new distilleries to jump in and kind of work their way through and and kind of 
provide new products for people that haven't tried like locally grown stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm impressed that they have not like bought or licensed like bourbon from like MGP or from like Buffalo trace or Sazerac rather like, cause that's, that's kind of like normally the process. Like we need stuff to sell. Our stuff is young. How do we accomplish this? Let's, let's buy some, you know, bulk bourbon from someone else and slap a label on it and call it our own. Uh, it's impressive that they didn't do that. And they have a decent product, really. I mean, for what it is, it's it's more than decent. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, my friends, I think that is the show. That is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. I am your host, Greg Scott. With me, I have two most excellent gentlemen. Jay Beaverton, great to be back, Greg. Tommy G, great to be back, Greg. All right. <laughs> is there an echo in here maybe maybe so we are on the social medias there are many ways to contact us and support us Uh, so we do have we'll put the money tray out first we are on patreon so if you want to throw a couple dollar bill dollar bills our way that's fine you can look us up on beards brews and bourbons on patreon Uh, we do have the social medias on the facebook's beards brews and bourbons we have a bird-like object that floats around sometimes. Yes, uh, unless we've been bought, unless it's been bought by uh, the Musk. Uh, it is Twitter at Bourbon Beards, all one word. Yep. And we we have unified our Facebook, and so our we are now at the same uh, handle on Facebook as well. If you're searching there, and we have the same handle on Twitter, TikTok. Ah, TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. TikTok. The Twick Talk, yes. (laughs) We haven't had beer or bourbon at all on this show. There's no slurring of words. No. Yeah, we are on TikTok. We do have a couple videos. Uh, I had one in the pipeline, and then I totally fuzzed it up. And so I will try to get that sorted uh, sometime in the near future. Um, So, yeah, those are the ways. Oh, and we do have a a Twilight website that's just kind of hanging in there perpetually in twilight meaning it's not been improved since the last time we went there so you know one day it will be but it is what is it it's bbbpodcast.net and that's that net yep dot net and that's also our email hosts at bbbpodcast.net so you can reach us in many different formats Uh, we do like hearing from you and i think that's gonna do it for the show yeah, check us out on all media platforms. Just search our name and you will find us guaranteed. Also on uh, your devices, Alexa, Google, uh, Spotify, all that good stuff. Just tell your smart speaker or phone to play Beards, Brews, and Bourbon. Yeah. And if you like the show, leave us a comment, leave us a review. There's all sorts of places Podbean, Apple, Google, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Just, uh, just you know, put a little review on there, say, hey, like the show. Or if you don't, you know, we don't have to put it on there, but you can do that too. We got somewhat thick skin. So, all right, guys, that's going to do it. We're going to play some outro music and have a good rocking time there. Stay to the end and you will listen to the silent beat.
All right, everyone, you made it through the uh, music there, the end credits. We are now in the silent B. This is the part of the show that doesn't really fit with the others. I find this to be the, I don't say the most fun, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We just kind of riff off each other. We uh, think of an interesting topic that, you know, I spent years, weeks, months, <laughs> seconds ahead of time uh, making it, which means I pull out of my ass most of the time. Yeah. But this one I actually thought some about. I was surfing mm. the the Twitter. Nope, not the Twitter, the TikTok. TikTok. Because you know, we are on TikTok and I do occasionally go on there. And I found this video where this guy was doing basically he was pretending, you know, doing voice impersonation of you know Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, which is like this iconic 80s and 90s wrestler from back in, in the WWF before they were the E. And uh, he's got this distinct voice <laughs> and, uh, and he was pretending to be uh, like different characters from Harry Potter. And so it made me think, and I'm going to do a bad accent. Cause I, I love accents. I'm just going to totally fuck this up, but here we go. Mm-hmm. You know? So he's Macho Man Rudy Savage as Hagrid. And he's, you know, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> he was saying, you can do it. Oh yeah. You're a wizard, Harry. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah. He was a guy who did the snap into a slim gym and all sorts of other characters. Bone Saw from the original Spider-Man series with uh, Sam Raimi. So, and then imagine him as Hagrid for the entire Harry Potter series. And so that's, that's where this, this silent bees angling towards, you know, uh, which is a pun on the word I'm going to say here. I can't pronounce it. I've tried seven times in a row. I always fail it. So here we go. Incongruous. Incongruous. Congress. Yes. <laughs> Which means uh, lacking in harmony or uh, not keeping with its correct, proper, logical, inappropriate is my favorite term. So what inappropriate or incongruous character would you want to see in a movie? So, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage as Hagrid, any other, just, I don't know, mm. what, what, what do you got? Uh, and I want to know like the why and, and sell it to me. You know, this is your pitch meeting. Sell it to me. Sell it to yeah. me. At first, I was like, how do I answer this question? And it came to me. Came to me in a flash of brilliance. Because we've already had kind of not incongruous characters, but we've had deep fakes. They're not deep. Even not, even, they're not fakes. They're just uh, what they're supposed to be. Like uh, uh, Leia in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. The Carrie Fisher, they kind of had another actress and superimposed somebody's face. Same thing with Moth Gideon. Not Moff Gideon. That's something of Mandalorian. It's Grand Moff Tarkin. I'm thinking of Moff Tarkin. Thank you. Thank you. And they had another actor, and they just uh, superimposed his face, and the actor adjusted his voice as much as he could, but then they kind of overdubbed it, so it made it look like he's in the movie, when unfortunately Mr. Pershing is dead. He's been dead for a while. Actor. They've done it with other movies, too. They've put other people in there. They did it with the, the, the sequels. With, I believe they put Leia in there after Carrie Fisher had died. Rest in peace is her as well. And other things too. So, Mando for Luke I was Skywalker. thinking, don't forget that. Right. And, and Mandalorian. Yeah. Cause they, they, they superimposed him as Twice. well too. <laughs> Twice. It got better the second time. <laughs> the first one was that. pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. If you're not a fan, if you're fan, not a fan of Mandalorian, you are a fan of Mandalorian. Go watch it. If you haven't seen it, it's really good. But we're looking for incongruous characters here. 
some, the people that don't belong. Now, there's a whole line of memes where I'm about to get into. And, uh, you know, what we need, what, what Star Wars really needs? USS Enterprise 1701D coming in there, destroying the Death Star with photon torpedoes and not your little laser beams. <laughs> you need Captain Picard walking, just, just floating up to Palpatine. He's like, you have lasers? Fire the photon torpedoes in the face and destroy that puny little Death Star. And just destroying it. That's what we need. That's uh, We need Star Trek characters. We need Spock, like, doing the Live Long and Prosper or giving him the finger or something. And just, just, just blowing up Star Destroyers. Maybe, I mean, if we want to get full sci-fi crossovers, get maybe the Battlestar Galactica to fly in there as well and just uh, beat the shit out of the Empire. So you want, you want you know, toasters so. and you want, uh, you want Picard and Spock. I didn't hear, I didn't hear the... Uh, Jim, your namesake's accent in there anywhere? I I didn't I didn't throw no I threw Picard in there because again Enterprise D is is it's it's I think is more toe to toe with the Empire than the original Enterprise could do. No, sorry, Kirk, but but uh, yeah, uh, Picard had more uh, at uh, weapons at his disposal. I mean, he tried to negotiate first, <laughs> but he's, he'd be like the Force. What Force? There's no Force. I'll give you, here's the Force of my torpedoes. Right up your uh, your shaft and your little Death Star. Uh, yeah, yeah like that the, would be my because again, I I was a Star Trek fan first before Star Wars, so I would just like to see that kind of happen. Even though it's it will never happen, but it's it's still because like there's you know you, you know the memes where you see where it's just uh, like the Millennium Falcon like I could fly my own ship and it's like Picard's like I've got bitches for that. <laughs> so yeah, I've been yeah, uh, yeah hammering some robot chicken here in. Uh, Wow, the, the name eludes me. Jean-Luc Picard, uh, Patrick Stewart, has been, he's mm. a voice on there frequently doing different things. So I can... He loves voice he acting. He loves it, yeah. So I can definitely see that. I could uh, definitely... <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm trying to imagine like Picard and like Mace Windu like hanging out or something at a bar. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now him and Obi-Wan would get along because they're both like the British accents. Like they don't. They, they they're negotiators. True. So I think they yeah him and Obi Wan would be. That's a, that's a plug for May twenty five. Actually, I got pushed back in it. The uh, Obi Wan series. Oh yeah, I think it did. Yeah. So I guess it's. In, it should be good. Yeah, I like that. Although I'm sure somebody will find something to complain about. Well. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna dive down in a whole complex story of the whole nine film sequence. What's that? It's eleven now, twelve, something like that. We'll save that for a different day. Uh, right. Or a book of Boba Fat. I mean Fat. So <laughs> I haven't started that yet. Uh, it's worth it. Yeah, it's it is worth it. I like it. it gets a lot of hate a little bit because like, it's slow, but I'm like, come on, let's just let, 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 just let him build up the story, please. Just just come on. Chill out. Yeah. It doesn't have to be in well, but I mean, like all the great shows are slow to start with. And I know that's some of it's pacing and like I don't like Disney's model. And basically everyone except Netflix. I don't want to wait all fucking like five or six or eight or 10 weeks. Just give me the whole thing. I'm an adult. Let me binge the fuck out yeah. of it. And yeah, I know you want it because you want to keep us on your payroll for as long as possible, but, uh, or not payroll, the dole. I'm not sure. You want us to give you money. I get it. But still. Yeah, or like views or clicks or whatever. But yeah, I'm watching Moon Knight, the new Marvel series right now. And again, it's excruciating. They're only like 41 minute episodes. Wow, it's frustrating. It's like, the second one, the second one just came out last night. We watched it. I'm like, I want more. Right. Just 
are you doing this to me? Let me have my fill <laughs> until the next season. Yeah. yeah. You want me to go next, Tommy? Or are you still work? You want to go? Are you working it? I can't think of anything specific. Um, I have one thing I like uh, that came to mind was something like uh, um, Mr. Bean and likes in. And Lord of the Rings, like walking around and acting, just being stupid and <laughs> causing trouble. And I don't know. I can see, I can that. see that. Mr. Bean with his bear, you know, yeah. kind of doing his thing. No. <laughs> One cannot simply walk into Motor. Oh, just walks in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gets this tight little mini and just drives up to it. Right. <laughs> he just he picks up the rings, or, oh, the ring? <laughs> <laughs> drops it, loses it. I don't <laughs> there is the one meme where I saw. Oh god, I think it was Mr. Bean as Elrond. It was just they they put him Mr. Bean's face in there with uh oh god with his name. Can't remember the actor who played Elrond, but it's Hugo Weaving. His face, yes, thank you. Like it's Hugo Weaving, like the hair and everything, but it's like Mr. Bean's face. <laughs> Uh, it always cracks me up though. Like, if you look, if you pay attention to like the mythos, you know, like Elrond went to Mordor. Like, he's the only person in that like room. <laughs> I was, I was who there three thousand years he's ago. Literally been there. He's like, you guys got this right. Uh, if not, I'm gonna get in my boat and <laughs> <laughs> peace out. You know. Uh, Let's see what else uh, other things they could. Mister could walk into the. Uh, you have my axe, mm. my sword. Hands the bear. Hands <laughs> the bear. Uh, or like he gets separated from the from the group, and he's like that that that, that gift where he's in the field, and he's checking his watch. He's like, "Where are Or he's in Mordor already, checking his watch. He's like, he's like looking around. <laughs> uh, that's fun. That's no, that's, that's good. good. Like Mr. Bean could like show up in a lot of shows, or like a lot of different like. Like like any kind of like uh, sci-fi or any kind of franchise, and just just wound up, wind up there, and just be like, <laughs> replace. So maybe that's the thing. Replace every uh, episode that Q is in Star Trek with with Mr. Bean. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, I got oh, I got a good one. Uh, replace Jar Jar Binks with Mr. Bean. That would make I the mean, that's the same thing. Prequel so much better, <laughs> but but <laughs> poo -poo. It's still better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I, anyone who's listened to me talk for any length of time, and we come back to Star Wars and Charger Banks, will know the story. But at, at, I swear to God, at the time frame when Georgie was making these you know, prequels, his kids were young, and I think like. He just made like the stupidest fucking characters for his kids for their own like entertainment, you know? Like, why is Jar Jar in there? Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> it's comedy relief. It's not good comedy. It's shitty comedy relief. It's not good comedy. It's, it's not good. It's it's it is comedy relief, and they. It's let's make, let's make Chewbacca, but really really dumb. Yeah, and slightly and racist. like not and more scale and slightly racist. Yeah. Well, there's a couple like the. The banking, not the bank clan, the the trade federation. They're slight. They're yeah, they're racist. a little cringy too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's 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 fine, whatever. It, but uh, yeah, it's it's Ewoks are one thing. Yeah, 
the the gun guns were completely different. So I I, I get it, but I don't get. It. So, yeah, I mean it's and like you know I, we're gonna go to right here. I'm sorry. It just it it just annoys me. But like Star Wars, right? Here. <laughs> like they're not interesting characters in Gungans. Like they're there just to, to back up the troop, the, the, the resistance is fighting against the, the trade Federation. And that's it. Yeah. They're, they're, they're cannon fodder. That's really all they are. Yeah. And, and we don't, and conveniently we don't really see them again until the end in uh, spoilers, the funeral procession, you see boss nasty, you see Jar Jar. And then you, we never hear about them again. No. Throughout the entire series, they're in Clone Wars a little are bit. They, they kind of help out with Clone. Yeah, they are. And it's again the animated series, so that they are they're there a little bit. But for the most part, yeah, after the first one, yeah. My favorite fan fiction conspiracy theory, you know, is is Sith Sith, Sith Lord, right? It, and it kind of makes sense. He has like supernatural abilities and premonitions. Like he can dodge you know shots and kill droids accident mm. accidentally you know yeah um, that would have been i would that would be worth the wait right that would have been a good delivery instead of the i just handed the empire over <laughs> over to palpatine yeah well there is another going back to the clone wars this is an episode where he had he impersonates a jedi does he and again, through his stump, yep, through his stumbling and bumbling, he can he he gets through without being killed. Uh, so it adds further <laughs> further proof that he is the uh, Sith. Maybe not like force sensitive. At least, well, yeah, at least force. <laughs> everyone's force sensitive in, the, in these movies. So, I guess it's my turn to uh, an incongruous character. And God damn it, what's the word you him? Well, you said it Did right. I? Okay, incongruous. You said it hey, right. Hey, two whiskeys in, we can get the words down. So SNL is one of my favorite pastimes on, on a Sunday on YouTube because I don't, don't ever watch it the day of. Watch clips or the full show? Um, I watch clips. We, we do have the, was it HBO Max? Whatever series has it. Maybe Hulu. I forget which one it is. We'll, we'll post the whole episode, but we just watch yeah, clips. I think, it's, I think it's Hulu. Yeah. And like Peacock is like the paid station, but Hulu's like the other one. And so uh, if you're familiar with Pete Davidson who's a comedic actor on there who dates all the random, I think it's like dated Kim Kardashian now and dated uh, Anna Grande. I don't know her name. I don't pay attention to this shit, but he has an awesome character on there called Chad. <laughs> and, and Chad is like a dumb 20 something stoner and he gets involved with like these women and they, they all love him. And, but his, his shtick is like, uh, anytime they say something to him, he's like, okay. And so like, oh, I love you. Okay, we have to break up. Okay, no more, you know. And so if, if you haven't seen this, Jim, Jim's giving the face like, I have no idea I, what you're talking about. I have never seen this. Yeah, Chad. He's like a pool boy in some of them. He's like in random situations. Right. Well, Chad is a, is a term for like, it's like Karen on the other side. It's like a, oh, that guy's a Chad. But this happened before Pete Davidson. Well, this is 2016. Play, sorry, playing like the first one they did. So, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe he originated. Uh, uh, but full transparency, I hate Peter. Da- I hate Pete Davidson. What? I hate him. Oh. I hate him. Not as much as Kanye hates him. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I'll, I'll say, okay, I will draw the word hate. I severely dislike him. 
uh, I, I mean, he's got some funny lines when he did, um, but the first time it was on SNL when he did Weekend Update, and he kind of went toe to toe with that one Republican with like the the eye patch. But kind of after that, he kind of bought into his own hype. But I mean, if you like him, it's great. I mean, hey, comedy is very subjective. I just don't find him that funny. He plays a stupid character who like just says okay to anything. So did Adam Sandler. So did Adam Sandler. He's a legend. Come on, he's not, he's not doing anything like an uh, opera man. Like, oh, and then, <laughs> and then uh, the 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 Boy Scout, or or even the movie roles he did after. He didn't do Lunch like, Lady he's, Land. He's not, he just like totally skipped over that. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's a song more than a like, but then like that character, more like Billy Madison. But yeah, he's just kind of kind of like the who the he kind of thing is and it's, i think i think we hit a button yeah, I just jim <laughs> yeah probably i just i just don't like pete davidson I'm don't follow him on social media man i'm just saying that i like the character <laughs> they, they recently okay um, then that's great yeah. that's good i'm glad you like <laughs> i'm glad you like chad uh, this went downhill fast <laughs> <laughs> so I, I go ahead tommy yeah i don't know i i've barely seen any of it so vada or any of his characters Boom, Tommy's on my side. All right. Well, I guess. We'll, we'll, <laughs> I'll try to post some Chad videos on the Facebook. Uh, yeah, I'll watch yeah. them. Anyway, so dumb character who's just right. a stoner-ish, maybe disagrees with everything you say. Okay. And, and so I want to see him in every Will Smith film ever. <laughs> okay, now that's funny. <laughs> uh, Considering recent events. Right, right, right. Someone talks shit about your wife. Okay. <laughs> or in uh, Bad Boys. Or you get slapped. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Drive fast. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, I get yeah. that. Aliens land on the planet. Okay. okay. Yeah. So. All right. No, I can, I can see okay. that. I thought it was funny. I had a good time thinking about it. <laughs> as long as it made you happy. That's, that's all the show is, man. Make Rex get happy. <laughs> Dance, monkeys. Dance. I will not dance. I'm sorry. I have bad knees. <laughs> Says the guy who's playing golf every week. <laughs> 18 holes. Well, you don't walk from hole to hole, do you? No. See? see you know, you got to take your advantage here. I mean, you're paying for the, you're paying for the time on the, on the, on the course. You're gonna be, I'm taking you're getting that golf cart. <laughs> Something like that. All right. Well, internet world friends who are listening to the show. If you have a favorite character or some kind of incongruous character that you would like to see deep faked into something else, let us know. Send us a GIF. Send us a picture. Give us a little description. If you can't handle that, give us a review. Give us a thumb up, thumb down. You know, hit the bell. We're not on YouTube, but, you know, I'm sure there's some kind of bell-like object you can hit on the other websites. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for the show. Any final comments, my friends, before we, we sign off? Yeah. Yeah, it's good to be back. Enjoyed uh, talking to you guys again, and hopefully we'll try and keep a, a at least once a month type of thing going, something like that, better than like every two or three months. Yeah, same. Thanks for having me back on. It was fun. Yeah, it's good to be back. All right, guys, we're going to sign off again. This is Greg Scott with me. i got two best friends who we're talking with. Jay Beaverton. Tommy G. And that's the show. See you.